Hello and welcome to Hospitality Mavericks podcast. I'm Michael, the founder of Hospitality Mavericks. We are on a mission to inspire leaders and entrepreneurs in the hospitality industry to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. I'm excited to give you our second Hospitality Maverick podcast and wish everyone a happy International Women's Day, a day where we are celebrating female power and energy. Our second podcast features Mariam French, who is a truly inspiring entrepreneur who has worked with food and drinks for over a decade and now launching a new restaurant concept. Yes, you heard right. She's launching a new restaurant concept here in the middle of the perfect storm when many other operators are closing units and restructuring their businesses. The business is in its early stages and she will open their first unit very soon and will leave it for her to reveal the exciting details. We'll be finding out her story, the approaches to leadership she's taken and wishes to bring forward into her new business and whether technology will be a part of her new venture. Welcome, Mariam. It's great to have you here at Hospitality Mavericks. I'm excited that we have the chance to hear about you and your new business. First, tell me your story, what you're about, where you're at, and where you hope to be going with your new concept. Yeah, absolutely. Well, firstly, thank you for having me. I'm super excited about getting involved. So yeah, let me start by telling you a bit about um, our journey. So it's been one hell of a journey, an incredible one. And what we're trying to do is is start a new and exciting fast casual restaurant brand. Specifically, what we're trying to do is take one of the world's most popular and loved street foods, which is sausages, and we're putting our little twist on each one, really to create a memorable and delicious dish for consumers. So the story really about how we kind of got to this stage was I, I went traveling around Europe with my wonderful chef, James. And we went around tasting and discovering these amazing different regional specialities of sausages. And we were just simply blown away by the variety and the quality of what we tasted. When I when I speak to and mention sausages to people, people are like, oh, yeah, hot dogs. Yeah, great. But actually, this is far from that. This is really different what we're trying to do. Um, hot dogs are great and they have their place. But when I'm talking about sausages, I'm talking, you know, really high quality meat, the products are freshly barbecued, and our sausages are the true hero of our dishes. You know, the more and more I, I researched about sausages, I realized actually and, and came to find that it's it's such a fascinating category. I'm always blown away when I talk to people, you know, how many people have a little story about sausages. I know, Michael, you you said that you you knew the category really well, and, and that's similar to everyone when I speak to them, you know. Everyone has a childhood favorite dish or um, they have a great butcher down the road and they always write down and scribble down on a piece of paper um, a local recipe or a family recipe that's been in the family for generations or you know local regional specialities from where they're from around Europe or around the world. And really, we just want to celebrate this and, and create an exciting new brand around this concept and, and celebrate the category and I guess make sausages just an everyday delicacy that people can enjoy. So, so to this uh, very exciting concept. So, I agree. We had the conversation because I'm I'm originally from Denmark, and we love our sausages in Denmark. <laughs> uh, does this uh, exciting concept have a name as we are right now, or is that still in 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 coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So, we do have a name at the moment for our brand. We wanted something edgy. We wanted something that would be memorable, and then obviously we needed something that we could then trademark as well. So, our brand name is Exposed. Um, exposed starting with an X 
and and really it it's just because we we believe what we're doing is we're uncovering and revealing the true potential and how great sausages can be to to consumers. Great, great stuff. So exposed uh, as I understood it you is going to open a restaurant unit uh, and and you're going to open a restaurant unit when everybody else is either closing units or restructuring the business. Mm. Is is that correctly understand? Yeah, I mean yes. I mean I think in the last few months we've we've been reading about quite a few different businesses having some troubles. But what I'd say is, you know, back even back in 2009, you know, when there was all this doom and gloom, our, our sector didn't collapse and and our sector didn't, you know, it, it wasn't Armageddon in our sector. People will continue to eat out. Um, they will just change the way that they eat out. And I truly believe that you can still open a restaurant now in in tough times and see success. You just need to be relevant. You need to understand what consumers want and you need to be sensible. You need to to run a restaurant like a business and have a basic understanding of that. Some of these brands I think we we hear about that are are finding times difficult often you you see there's a there's a real trend with expansion too quickly or they you know when they've expanded they've lost their position of differentiation and they're not standing out and they're not they they don't stand for anything with the consumer anymore so that's what's key is i think if you can stand up from the crowd offer something different be authentic i think what anyone can be successful and I think I think you're touching on a very important point here. The hospitality mavericks. We also believe that it, there's no environment that detects your performance. It's all about what you do internally and how you actually prepare yourself for the perfect storm, as they call it right now in hospitality. So I totally agree on, on that view. So so you have been working within food and drink for a decade, as I understand yes. now. And uh, some of the main lessons you have learned. Uh, I guess you're planning to bring them into your new business. And what lessons is that? Uh, and also, not not. I actually think it's, we think it's quite cool that you're not coming from the inside of the industry with directly experiencing operating restaurants. You're actually coming from from the other side of the table, more from the supply chain, if I understand correctly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I will say is, you know, I've since I was the age of 15, I've always done front of house hospitality roles. Um, as I'm sure most of us did when we were growing up to get some extra money, whether that be waitressing at sporting events, race courses, um, coffee shops, bars, etc. Um, but when I left university, that's right, Michael, I actually ended up working for a global bakery business, um, a very corporate business. Uh, and, and I ended up heading up um, product and marketing for for that business. And and there I learned so much about large scale manufacturing, sourcing and product development. And it was really interesting because working in a large corporation and kind of selling to restaurants and pubs and coffee shops, etc., you learn so much about the other side, but you, you are also on that journey with those customers. So you feel their frustrations, you feel their challenges, and actually you're there as their partner to help find solutions for them. So I felt kind of I was riding the wave with them, but just from the other side, helping them find solutions. So it, it's not a totally different way of looking at it. Sure, I, I haven't run an operation myself, but I do have a, a certain awareness of some of the challenges that they would have. And actually, I, I would experience the worst times for them when they would come to me for, for those solutions. But I guess in terms of um, lessons learned from that side, I'd say the biggest one, and this really comes from working in a big corporation like that, is although you can learn a huge amount, 
one of the the biggest frustrations working for a big corporate business is the lack of speed to make decisions. And in a food world, consumers' tastes and demands are changing all the time. And you have got to be able to react quickly to this to remain relevant. Um, and that's I, I learned that very early on in, in working for that big corporation. And that's when I really decided I want to work on the other side and be able to make these decisions really quickly and react to what consumers want when they want. Because ultimately, let's face it, without the consumers, you have no business. We've taken that lesson on to what we're doing now. We've tried to stay true to that. And so whenever we've been developing our menu, we've done multiple consumer tasting groups, um, whereby we gain feedback from groups of people um, on what sausages to have on the menu, what sauces should go with them, what combinations, um, you know, right down to what breads we should be using on the menu. And I think we tried over like 50 breads just to get to the one that that we ended up deciding on. And that was all through feedback from consumers. So I can hear. So you have a journey on the other side, and that's sometimes very valuable when you go into the restaurant business. I totally agree with you with that. But have you had any challenges now that you hadn't been a restaurateur or a chef? I've heard a lot of people I've been, you know, working with or talking with within the industry it's often difficult to get started if you don't have like that kind of connections into the industry mm. it, it, it is sometimes uh, you know uh, an old and dusty industry when it comes to some certain game rules absolutely right Michael and and that's been I'd say my whole journey has been full of ups and downs and I'd say that's been definitely one of the more challenging sides of things is people people hear the story and they see oh you haven't opened a restaurant oh well you possibly you can't possibly do this or you know that does often put barriers up but so does life like I I don't know I, I kind of see that as a bit more exciting that I, I need to prove to people that actually you don't have to follow the status quo that you can open a restaurant business you know it's not like I'm joining joining um the restaurant world having no experience in food you know, I, I think anyone can do it. Again, as long as you are truly passionate about what you're doing, you understand consumers, you listen, you observe, and you you understand basic operations and how to run a business. So yeah, of course, it, it's it's difficult and it continues to be difficult because I don't have a an empire of past restaurants behind me. But I don't think that's going to stop me from opening it. You know, if anything, that makes it be more driven to make this a success oh, well uh, i i totally agree with you uh, a restaurant is just another business vehicle as, as many others um so touching on what you say when you have to to work with a business i think you said it indirectly it's also about leadership and i already know that from your past background you have a lot of experience in different leadership uh, positions and that would of of course impact the way you want to lead in the future but how would you describe your approach to leadership and managing people, and especially when it comes now to you know rolling out? Uh, I guess in the in the future we are talking about a potential restaurant chain uh, and the complexity that comes with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember very clearly my first management role um, at the last business, and and frankly, you know, I'll be honest, I remember being so in over my depth. It's a steep learning curve, which unfortunately you can't read from a textbook as much as I tried and tried and tried. But it's one of those things that actually just comes with experience and gut feel and hard work, actually. But what I would say is is your, your question about kind of management and leadership. I, I actually think there's a big difference in, in, 
in those two words, managing and leadership. And I think that's really critical. And both of them are really important for hospitality, well, for any industry, really. So managing is is very functional, right? It's about you know helping your, your team stay on track, plans, targets, reviewing processes, structures, all that lovely stuff, which is incredibly important and really kind of the backbone to, to running a business successfully. However, leadership is something completely different. It's it's less tangible. It's not measurable at all. And actually, you know, may not have anything to do with the person at the top of the chain. So leadership for me was always about, you know, can I look at my team and say that I'm inspiring them? I'm driving them. I, I'm making them want more for themselves, for their team, um, that I'm really trying to engage with them and that I want them to, sorry, that they want to work for me rather than I'm telling them to do stuff. And they're two very different things, right? One is very functional and one is is more about your 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 style, your personality and how you inspire your team to, to better themselves and better the team and, and ultimately your company. So that's really always been my approach is I've tried to make my teams think big. Um, I always used to say, and everyone used to chuckle around me, my team, I always used to ask them, you know, every week when we had our little huddles, how are we going to change the world today? And that was always how I started our meetings. And that might sound silly and everyone laughs when I say this, but honestly, that might only be a little change, but that little change, you know, firstly, make sure that's something you feel damn proud of. And secondly, those little changes impact and add up and, and make something really special. Yeah, the compound effort uh, effect of, of doing these things, you should never underestimate that. And I think that's very core. So so taking that very unique, maver- I would say it also is a maverick approach to leadership and actually putting people first in a way. Uh, how, how do you see that going into the hospitality industry, which is an industry known for high turnover employees, uh, sometimes challenges get, getting managers and keeping managers how are you going to take those kind of you know philosophies and implement into your business have you thought about that or is that still too early to to be clear about yeah absolutely i mean ultimately you know without your your employees you have no business um, as well as consumers so they're your two biggest um i guess areas that you have to nurture and with your people i guess it's making them feel valued it's making them feel like they have an input in in your business and that they have a part of that ongoing future success. And and more practically, it's enabling them to be able to do their job and to an extent, especially in our sector of hospitality, is without being too military, I guess, it's making sure that you have processes in place so that people can do their job and do it to the level that you expect. You're not throwing people into a kitchen saying, that's the menu, get on, do it, and good luck. But if you mess up, we, we're in trouble. So I guess it's this fine balance by making sure they're involved in the ongoing future of your business, but also making sure that they've got those foundations, that they know what to expect, and they have a, a certain level of process there to be able to succeed in that role, whichever role that might be. That might be grilling, it might be just simply wrapping sandwiches, it might be just clearing tables, it doesn't matter. But as long as they have a clear role and they, they know what's expected, they can succeed in their job and feel proud. So, uh, so principle, what you're saying is that there's a, from, from we started talking about leadership, you said you need to have a very high standard of, uh, on, on your leadership skills, but also you need the management and operations processes or systems 
to create this consistency throughout your business to both make the employees feel excited about being there, but as well as the customers. Exactly. A lot. There's been a lot of talk recently, and I actually saw an article yesterday from the CEO of Open Table talking about women in leadership in the, the hospitality industry. Uh, do you think there is a, a, a lack of women in leadership position within the hospitality industry? Do you think it's a is important what do you think that women can bring that men can bring into the industry yeah i mean this this isn't just an issue in our industry right women just simply are not equally represented at the board level around the world whether it be in business but also politics and and this is this is really scary but going back to kind of our industry I'm I'm always blown away actually when I read articles about you know the most influential lists in 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 hospitality and restaurants and how male heavy they are you know and and that's scary but I do feel that there are changes there you know when we I'm delighted to see more and more fantastic female restaurateurs being praised for their work and I think this is changing but you're right there is still this kind of male heavy focus from our industry but there are changes and there are people there both men and women leading that change to get more women in into senior positions, into big positions in, in this industry. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think it's about being, as you say, it's not about being female or male. It's more about the energy in yeah. a way. What kind of energy do you lead with? And you need both in a way, I believe, to actually get, get some great outcomes, both for your people and, and your customers, because that's where you get the best synergy in a way. So I totally agree on that. And I, I also see that it's not this, only this industry where these challenges are. So, so moving on a bit from, from, from leadership over to technology, because that's another thing people talk a lot about is like the secret ingredients for either saving your business or getting success in your business and hospitality in the moment. And if you go to different trade shows, you see a lot of technology solutions. Do you see technology as a, a core element of you launching your restaurant business? And it's gonna, is that going to be part of your operation model when you start out? Yeah, I mean, technology generally has been an absolutely fantastic change to our industry, right? And I'll expand on that a little bit. What I mean is it's increased visibility and accessibility for people and is allowing some super convenient solutions to be provided for for time-strapped consumers and that's fantastic and it's fulfilling this kind of I want it now demand so if you if you want to order from your local favorite restaurant you can open an app and order it right there and I'll be with you in 20 minutes I mean that's that's just fantastic but um ultimately I think it's not black and white it's not all about technology in this industry hospitality for me anyway is more more than just that it's more than just functionally kind of getting your calories and getting your food for me, it's about being welcomed, hosted, and experiencing something new and different. So I don't think technology is the be-all and end-all for our industry, and I don't think it's going to wipe out face-to-face interactions completely. And for us, specifically in our restaurants, we want that interaction to be really key. We want people to come in. We want people to be to feel our energy, to, to feel the happiness from our staff passed right through to, to our consumers as well. So for us... In the start, anyway, we we are heavily focused on the experience and the hospitality of our staff 
in the restaurant, even though it's fast casual, you can still offer that great experience. But you know, we'd be a fool not to embrace technology as well. So of course, we'll be we'll be looking at technology platforms for ordering, pre ordering, etc. But but I do think there's a real importance to be put on that face to face hospitality, that experience that you get from from our sector. Great. So yeah, so what you're saying is that as I hear you say, technology is a tool to help you to do the, the heavy lifting of a normal, you know, tedious operation processes that can make you work smarter in a way. It's not going to take over the running of your business or the, the experience is still very human-centered in a way. That's what I think anyway. And I'm sure there are some concepts that are focused around, you know, I guess, robo-restaurants, if you like, if, if that's a term. Um, and that probably has its place, you know, for, for, for a certain consumer need state. But for me and for our concept, it, hospitality and that interaction and experience is um, a focus for us at this stage. So, so going on to to touch on another area. So you're building a hospitality business from the ground up. I guess you must have some entrepreneurs and leaders either within the industry or outside the industry that inspires you and you, you, you copy some principles from. Who are they and... Uh, and why do you think they are so successful? That's a really hard question. And um, and I do, I'm going to say something a bit controversial here in that I, I think sometimes it's in our, in our industry, especially, it's a little bit too much about individuals and egos. And um, so I, and for me, it's such a hard question because I, I will have so much respect for, for different ends of the spectrum, right? So I I really admire my local baker who has a tiny little bakery down my street. He's built his family business up from scratch and he's now a household name in my area. Um, yeah, so I have so much respect for that guy. But then I have so much respect for another person that may be the founder of a multinational fast casual burger chain who's now created a successful empire of restaurants it just varies i'm gonna say who i respect the most in our industry is um people that actually are getting involved in leading this movement of making great food more accessible um i'm a big fan of informalizing the eating out scene and i i love the fact there are concepts out there that are challenging this old world thinking that you need to spend hundreds of pounds to eat an incredible meal i would say i i have so much respect for those people creating amazing market stalls, pop-ups, those street vendors, casual dining establishments who are serving vibrant, incredible, interesting, unique food. That's who I really respect at the moment. Well, I think that was a very good answer. I cannot add anything to that. I think that was very good. So before we always, what I do before we end into you is I have a last question I ask about. So uh, you're on a journey, you learned a lot. If you could give one advice, only one advice to somebody that wanted to start out the journey you're on, what would that be? I would say um, the biggest learning is don't be afraid to reach out to people for advice, help or tips. At first, that can feel really daunting, just kind of you know, just cold reaching out to people. But what I've come to learn is there's there's a lot of people that want to help and a lot of people that want to know what you're doing and want to give advice. So, and that's what I've done. You know, I've reached out to as many people as I can, asked for advice. Sometimes I don't get an answer, but sometimes, you know, people will, will meet up for a coffee and just, just give me some advice and tips and, and help. And 
if, if anything, it's just nice to hear someone's story and hear that they were in your position X amount of years ago. So I'd say don't be afraid, reach out, ask questions. Yeah, because ultimately building a network is, is always great and every there is so much help out there. Well, great. Thank you for that advice, uh, Miriam. You're welcome. <laughs> and that's all. Thank you very much for coming on our interview today. Thank you for having me. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, Mariam, for sharing your journey and thoughts on the industry in today's Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tingser. Tune in next time for another industry interview. And in the meantime, find out more about us at hospitalitymavericks.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.